0: smartphones and your memory. The exhortation to remember and to forget not is a constant theme throughout the scriptures. Israel were frequently reminded to remember the works of God along his commandments and statutes. They were instructed to teach their children about God's power so that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments. Memorizing scripture and becoming familiar with its ideas and principles is a wonderful way to develop a spiritual mind in Christ. Unfortunately, memorising information, whether it is secular or biblical, is something which is becoming more and more difficult in our technology-rich world. The theme of an article recently published in The Guardian to the title, Is Your Smartphone Ruining Your Memory? A Special Report on the Rise of Digital Amnesia. Sounds like a warning about our reliance on smartphone and the effect that they are having on our memory. Here is an extract from that article which should alert us to the fact that we need to focus our attention and concentration on the things of God, as a high priority in life. I can't remember anything is a common complaint these days, but is it because we rely so heavily on our smartphones? And do the endless alerts and distractions stop us forming new memories? Before smartphones, our heads would have held a cache of phone numbers, and our memories would have contained a cognitive map built up over time which would allow us to navigate, and for smartphone users that is no longer true. Our brains and our smartphones form a complex web of interactions. The smart phonification of life has began rising since the mid-2000s, but was accelerated by the pandemic, as was internet use in general. Prolonged periods of stress, isolation and exhaustion a common theme since March 2020, and are well known for their impact on memory. Of those surveyed by memory researcher Catherine Loveday in 2021, 80% felt that their memories were worse than before the pandemic. We are still shattered, not just by COVID-19, but also by the miserable national and global news cycle. Many of us self-soothe with distractions like social media. Meanwhile, endless scrolling can at times create its own distress, and phone notifications and self-interrupting to check for them also seem to affect what, how, and if we remember. So what happens when we outsource part of our memory to an external device? Does it enable us to squeeze more and more out of life because we aren't as reliant on our fallible brains to cue things up for us? Are we so reliant on smartphones that they will ultimately change how our memories work, sometimes called digital amnesia? Or do we just occasionally miss stuff when we don't remember the reminders? Professor Oliver Hart, who studies the neurobiology of memory and forgetting at McGill University in Montreal, is cautious. Once you stop using your memory, it will get worse, which makes you use your devices even more, he says. We use them for everything. If you go to a website for a recipe, you press a button, and it sends the ingredient list to your smartphone. It's very convenient, but convenience has a price. It's good for you to soothe certain things in your head. Hart is not that keen on our reliance on GPS, we can predict that prolonged use of GPS likely will reduce grey matter density in the hippocampus. Reduced grey matter density in this brain area goes along with a variety of symptoms, such as increased risk for depression and other psychopathologies, but are also certain forms of dementia. GPS-based navigational systems don't require you to form a complex geographic map. Instead, they just tell you orientations like, turn left at the next light. These are very simple behavioral responses at a certain stimulus. These kinds of spatial behaviors do not engage the hippocampus very much, unlike those spatial strategies that require the knowledge of a geographic map, in which you can locate any point coming from any direction, and which requires, cognitively, complex computations. When exploring the spatial capacities of people who have been using GPS for a very long time, they show impairments in spatial memory abilities that require the hippocampus. Map reading is hard, and that's why we give it away to devices so easily. But hard things are good for you, because they engage cognitive processes and brain structures that have other effects on your general cognitive functioning. While smartphones can obviously open up whole new vistas of knowledge, they can also drag us away from the present moment, like a beautiful day, unexperienced because you're head down, WhatsApping. When we're not attending to an experience, we are less likely to recall it properly, and fewer recalled experiences could even limit our capacity to have new ideas of being creative. As the renowned neuroscientist and memory researcher Wendy Suzuki put it on the Huberman Lab Neuroscience podcast, If we can't remember what we've done, the information we've learned, and the events of our lives, it changes us. The part of the brain which remembers really defines our personal histories. It defines who we are. Catherine Price, science writer and author of How to Break Up with Your Phone, concurs. What we pay attention to in the moment adds up to our life, she says. Our brains cannot multitask. We think we can, but at any moment where multitasking seems successful, it's because one of those tasks was not cognitively demanding. Like you can fold laundry and listen to the radio. If you're paying attention to your phone, you're not paying attention to anything else. That might seem like a throwaway observation, but is actually deeply profound. Because you will only remember the things you pay attention to. If you're not paying attention, you're literally not going to have a memory of it to remember. A neuroscientist at Cambridge University has evidence of this too. In an experiment in 2010, three different groups had to complete a reading task, she says. One group got instant messaging before it started. One got instant messaging during the task. And one got no instant messaging. And then there was a comprehension test. What they found was that the people getting instant messages couldn't remember what they had just read. Price is much more worried about what being perpetually distracted by our phones termed continual partial memory attention by the tech expert Linda Stone and what it does to our memories than using their simpler functions. I'm not getting distracted by my address book, she says and she doesn't believe smart friends free us up to do more. Let's be real with ourselves. How many of us are using the time afforded us by our banking app to write poetry? We just passively consume rubbish on Instagram. Prices is from Philadelphia. What would have happened if Benjamin Franklin had had Twitter? Would he have been on Twitter all the time? Would he have made his inventions and breakthroughs? I became really interested in whether the constant distractions caused by our devices might be impacting our ability to actually not just accumulate memories to begin with, but transfer them into long-term storage in a way that people might impede our ability to think deep and interesting thoughts, she says. One of the things that impedes our brain's ability to transfer memories from short to long-term storage is distraction. If you get distracted in the middle of it by a notification or by the overwhelming urge to pick up your phone you're not actually going to have the physical changes take place that are required to store that memory. It's impossible to know for sure, because no one measured our level of intellectual creativity before smartphones took off, but Price thinks smartphone overuse could be harming our ability to be insightful. An insight is being able to connect two disparate things in your mind, but in order to have an insight and be creative, you have to look at a lot of raw material in your brain. Like, you couldn't cook a recipe if you didn't have any ingredients. You can't have an insight if you don't have the material in your brain, which is really long-term memories. Her theory was backed by the 92-year-old Nobel Prize-winning neuroscientist and biochemist Eric Kandel, who had studied how distraction affects memory. And Price bumped into him on a train and grilled him about her idea. I've got a selfie of me with a giant grin and Eric looking a bit confused. Psychologist Professor Larry Rosen, co-author of the distracted mind, ancient brains in a high-tech world, also agrees. Constant distractions make it difficult to encode information in memory. Smartphones are, of course, made to hijack our attention. The apps that make money by taking our attention are designed to interrupt us, says Price. I think of notifications as interruptions, because that's what they're doing. Smartphone use can even change the brain. According to the ongoing ABCD study, which is tracking over 10,000 American children through to adulthood, it says it started by examining 10-year-olds, both with paper and pencil measures, and an MRI, and one of their most interesting early results was that there was a relationship between tech use and cortical thinning, said Larry Rosen, who studies social media technology in the brain. Young children who use more tech had a thinner cortex, which is supposed to happen at an older age. Cortical thinning is a normal part of growing up and then ageing, and in much later life can be associated with degenerative diseases such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, as well as migraines. Obviously, the smartphone genie is out of the bottle, and has run over the hills and far away. We need our smartphones to access offices, attend events, pay for travel, to function as tickets, passes, credit cards, as well as for emails, calls and messages. It's very hard not to have one. If we're worried about what they or the apps on them might be doing for our memories, what should we do? Rosen discusses a number of tactics in his book. My favourite are tech breaks, he says, where you start by doing whatever on your device for one minute and then set alarm for 15 minutes time. Silence your phone, place it upside down, but within your view as a stimulus to tell your brain that you'll have another one minute tech break after the 15 minute alarm. Continue until you adapt to 15 minutes focus time and then increase to 20. If you can get to 60 minutes of focus time with short tech breaks before and after, that's a success. If you think your memory and focus have got worse and you're blaming things like your age, your job or your kids, that might be true, but it's also very likely due to the way that you're interacting with your devices, says Price, who founded Screen Life Balance to help people manage their phone use. As a science writer, she's very much into randomly controlled trials, but with phones. It's actually more of a qualitative question about personally how it's impacting you, and it's really easy to do your own experiment and see if it makes a difference. It's great to have scientific evidence, but we can also intuitively know. If you practice keeping your phone away more, and you notice that you feel calmer and you're remembering more, then you've answered your own question.